And in this episode, you hear a conversation between Steph Tisdall, one of Australia's uh, most incredible Indigenous comedians, and also presented uh, on the project as well. Um, she is one incredible human being, and we met um, in a wellness retreat uh, very recently. And so um, I thought it was really important to get real and raw about our journey and um, just to help others to know that they're not alone in on that journey. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy. Sit back, relax and enjoy it as much as we did. Steph Tisdall. Rachel Tripodi. <laughs> we are here in a wellness and weight loss program together. We are. It's nice that that's made us cross paths, eh? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. In fact, there was something that was really, really calling me to this place. And I've had big, big visions for a long time uh, about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And there is no coincidence in our meeting. I don't don't think so either. No. Um, But what I really, really wanted to um, get you on my podcast for was to actually just sort of you know share some realness about life and about the struggle with weight and um and wellness and health well i guess it's probably one thing that i should do as this is an audio like an audio medium i should probably say i'm a big fat fatty um she's also drawing as she's talking so you know sorry that was me just dropping a pencil (laughs) just helps me it's very therapeutic it is it's very mindful (laughs) and it means that i'm a lot more open you know yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a big fat fatty, uh, but I won't be forever. And I think that that's the most important thing because I think uh, if we're big fat fatties, we convince ourselves that there is no other way and that the only way is to try fat diets and when they don't work, then we hate ourselves. Yeah. So, absolutely. Um, for those who are listening, this is a fat voice. <laughs> <laughs> this voice has had a lot of donuts. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> and I gotta know. So, <laughs> um, yes, there you go. There's the comedy coming right in. But um, <laughs> this is what it's been like the whole entire time. Sorry. In fact, it's interesting because this is one thing that I actually didn't want to share with anyone until I actually came back. Mm. So my, I originally decided not to actually tell anyone besides close friends and family that I was actually going away to spend some time with myself and to really get myself just in a in a mindset of I knew my life had to change mm-hmm. I got to a point point probably a good six months ago where I was like you know what I'm either going in the direction of death like like yeah. I really honestly knew that with what I was doing um, and with my addictive behaviors and everything I was either going to the grave or I was going to change my life and I was actually going to go in the direction of actually living a healthy life and I think I realized that I was just constantly living in survival mode I was constantly trying to get some sort of breath like I needed something to fill me up because I wasn't feeling full inside and um and now I'm sort of you know this this program has been incredible by the way um and we'll share a bit more about it but what I would like you to share is your why why did you choose? I thought you were going to say your weight and I was going to say no thank you. Um, <laughs> don't think it's appropriate. Um, my why is because I really want children. 
Okay. And so I think it's the first time that I've actually ever... I, I think I'm in a good enough space, good enough both, um, mentally, yeah. to actually start thinking about my future and what I want in my future. I think probably the most... The, the biggest thing that I can see is that, you know, I, I'm happy with how my career's going and I know that my career will continue to move on. The thing is, I think it's killing me, you mm -hmm. know, working the way that I do or, or um, not giving myself any self-love or, I don't know, that sounds dirty, um, <laughs> but not giving, not, not giving myself any, um, you know, love nurturing, and love and attention. Um, mm. I, yeah, was probably going to die too and I, I want to have children and I don't want to get to an age where I realise, oh my God, I've struggled to have children because of my health. Mm. Um, and so I'm 28 and I'm morbidly obese and I just went, well, it's enough. I'm not, I'm not happy and I won't be happy until I've dealt with this. And it's not from the weight loss perspective, it's the fact that I have to get an extension when I get on a plane. Mm. It's the fact that I'm tired all the time. It's the fact that I look at myself and uh, feel sick. Mm. I am disappointed with myself and I can't feel proud of anything that I do mm. uh, and all because of an arbitrary number on a, on a, on scales. Yeah. And, so and the thing is, you're it. not alone. Like, oh, and, and I'm not alone. And this is why I wanted to do this podcast because, you know, we're going to talk about, um, you know, trusting the signs. And I thought, why don't mm. we just be real about what our journey is right now? Because mm. people need to hear this stuff. You know, there's, there's so many women out and men um, anyone in the world actually there's a lot of people in the world that are struggling with their with their weight but it's not even weight it's mental health which mm -hmm. is also you know there's so much linked in not with just um, you know the, the mental barriers that we have but when we don't actually look after our health that's also a contribution to our mental health absolutely you know? it's all we've got I know mm -hmm. and it's there's so many um, aspects to living a holistic you know life I think what's what's interesting as well though is that it's it's so easy to be overweight in today's society and I think that there are there are so many reasons why it's so much easier mm. to go to sugary foods and go to the quick fix than anything else I think we just need education and to retrain our relationship with food. Yeah. And I know this is something that you and I have discussed quite a bit, Rachel, but mm. my relationship with food is awful mm -hmm. in terms of I've always seen it as the enemy. Yeah. It's always something that makes me hate myself. And so how do you find nutrients and allow yourself to be nourished by something that you fundamentally despise? Yeah. Yeah. And that was the big thing for me, why I needed to come and do something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm fully with you on that. I mean, I guess for me, you know, I've suffered from eating disorders and I know you have as well. Mm. You know, I was, um, I had binge bulimia from the age of 15 years old, um, which is something I really don't share, but it's a very common thing, which is, you know, which is also why it's important to, to sort of just take the shame out of it. Absolutely. And just sort of just be real with it and go, yeah, I did. And I also had, you know, um, I used to weigh myself every day, I used to take laxatives. Like I just... I didn't love my body and the reason why was because I didn't think I was worthy of love mm -hmm. and I was constantly, constantly comparing myself to other women, um, thinking that I was never good enough. Yeah. And that is, if you look at today's society, although the diversity and you know the shifts and changes is incredible in terms of the way people perceive 
others and the way that we're sharing openly about our you know our bodies it, it is amazing but I don't know there's also this part where minus the addictions and minus the you know mental health aside if we look at health and this is coming from a person that's overweight not someone who would have a very healthy lifestyle. Would you lifestyle. say this is a fat voice? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would say this is a fat voice. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know. It's fine. The word's so appropriate these days, apparently. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, it's coming... Like, there's no denying, and especially after this program, and that's what I want to talk a bit more in, about, is what we have discovered in our in educating ourselves it's not that i didn't know what healthy eating was it's not that i didn't know what to do it's just i had so much knowledge um my biggest problem was probably overeating anyway but i was trying to fill a void that mm. that was my main thing and what i've discovered through this wonderful program is the holistic approach to health and and being able to actually understand that in today's world with all the sugary foods that we have and all the temptations the temptations like it's all it's almost like isn't it as addictive as heroin the sugar oh that they, they, that's what they reckon yeah and getting off of it is hard because i mean we had to do it to come here yeah and it was it was bloody hard mm. and so yeah so we've got your why so what what i'd What's like your to why my why is because I know that I'm not this person on the inside. Yeah, I am on the inside. On the inside, the skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Um, that's what you say. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> my life, my why has nothing to do with the way that I look. Yes, absolutely. Which is like the biggest and the greatest thing. Yeah. You know, like in the past, it was totally all about, so why do you want this? Oh, I want to be a size eight, you know, I want to fit into a size 10. Yeah. Um, but so then I can get people I want. And it's like, what the, like just really like shallow, shallow and just, I'm not that person anyway. Yeah. But for me, I think it's just, I know that the reason I want this is because I know that I have, I want to be of service in this world. Absolutely. I want to be able to um, have positive impact to help the lives of others just by being real yep. um, and with the tools and everything that I've got. So I want to live, I want to have energy. I want to, yeah. you know, and I just want to live happily and not feel like, because I, I feel like I've gotten heaps more mental clarity. What about you? I feel a lot more calm. Yeah. Um, I'm still, there are still so many aspects of me that are exactly the same. I'm still an anxious person. Um, I think, though, it's a, it's a different kind of... My thoughts have slowed down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know... I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know how that's happened. I, you know, like, whether it's just the that my heart rate is slower because we're doing more things like breathing and being mindful and um, there are no distractions, really, from the outside world. So I don't know if that's got anything to do with it. But I also think there's probably an element of it in terms of, you know, like, the chemicals in my body are probably more balanced and, and, and right. So, and you know, you know our gut that. health, which is the core of what we're working on at the moment, it 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 helps with our neuro pathways. Like our, it's mm. all connected. It's like a second brain. So, like for me, I'm not feeling as anxious as I was before, and all of that. So it, we're yeah. kind of similar people, aren't we? In a lot of ways, there's know. a lot of similarity. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, so it's it's interesting hearing you say that as well mm. about your anxiety because that sort of 
shows to me that you know that that's is correct or there's something behind that that that's not just you know my personal does that make sense yeah definitely and I, it's something that I really struggled with um, for a long time I'd say I still get anxious sometimes mm. not to the degree of what I did before yeah. um, but I mean everyone's human and everyone feels you know anxious about something don't but you find it hard don't you think that it's weird too like I find it hard to let go of my anxious self like I feel like that's such a big part of me now mm-hmm. that letting that go is really difficult at times, which is so strange because all I've ever wished for is to be rid of that, mm-hmm. be rid of that voice. And yet, when you start to leave, when you start feeling less anxious, there's almost some anxiety in that too. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It, I I feel like it's very strange. I feel like it's a it's such a known, you know, it's like the better the devil, you know, you know. And I, I, I don't know what my life looks like without the negative voice in my head talking about my weight. Well, I'm wondering, I'm wondering even if that is, if it's always anxiety. I wonder if it's actually just self-doubt. Because I know for mm. me, um, I have another person inside my head and that is self-doubt. Yeah. And that is, the, that is probably the one thing that I've been struggling with this whole time. Because um, basically, just so that to paint a picture, we've been in a live-in residential um, uh, program where we actually our meals are controlled, um, and we're learning about health and gut health, and it's it's a real holistic approach. It's absolutely amazing, um, and we're learning what it's what our body needs. So it's a very personalised thing as well. It's not a diet. I'd say it's a lifestyle change. Absolutely, because you learn a lot about and how to make it fit for you and all of that. Yeah, definitely. But I would say that in in this program and from what I have witnessed with yourself um, and for me is the the observing of what self-doubt has... like How self-doubt has actually taken the absolute front seat in my world when it comes to the way that I look in my body and my health. Um, That's very true. I'd agree with that. Yeah, and it's almost like I've been battling this whole time with this voice that's going oh are you sure like you sure you don't want to go back you sure you sure you don't want to go backwards you sure you don't want to go backwards and I'm yeah. like no I'm moving forward I'm moving forward I'm moving forward and it just creeps in it's this little voice mm-hmm. and it's like hello I'm on your shoulder yeah yeah so can you share a little bit because I feel like I'm talking too much so no you're not she's unusual isn't it <laughs> uh, no I love, I love when you talk Rachel you don't need to see no, me say no that. Um, you share. I want to hear about. No, I yeah. I've been struggling with self doubt big time, mm. and it's it's hard for me as well because I, you know I really in my in my personal life and in my work life too I really like to be very vulnerable, and um, this has always been the one area of my life nobody can talk to me about. Don't talk to me about my weight. It makes me cry thinking about it. Destroys me. And I also don't tell people how much I care about it or how much I obsess about it. Yeah. And um, I think what's been kind of interesting is seeing it in everyone here and then. Um, feeling the need to verbalise it and be vulnerable in a way that I have never felt comfortable before yep. and then watching the relief on people's faces when it's like, well thank god somebody said it mm-hmm. and that's been really good for me to go it's not just me yep. and knowing that is important yes. and you know, I think, I think we all understand whenever anything happens, no I know it's not just me but it's like grasping that 
is actually harder than, you know, I think um, actually Gwen said today, intellectually you'll get it, yes. but emotionally you won't. Yeah. And I think intellectually we all go, yeah, I know it's not just me. Yeah. But then emotionally we go, but how, nobody can, nobody's feeling this. Yeah. And so um, the open, the openness of, you know, I don't know whether it's the retreat or just the people that we have here um, has really allowed me to see, yeah, we're all full of doubt, we're all scared, and this fears that we have are quite similar. Yeah. And it's all about this idea of failure and this sort of self-sabotage, mm. which is interesting, and it's interesting to learn by watching others struggling with the same mm. thing. Vulnerability is probably one of the most important aspects of, of truly getting on top of your, your wellness. Because you have to say to the world, and I mean, think about it, Is that it, right? just with, it's not just with wellness, right? No, it's no, no, anything. no, absolutely. Yeah. I, I love living my life being as authentic and raw as I can. Mm. But I think that there is an element, I think there's an extra layer when it comes to weight, which is you essentially have to tell the world, hey, guess what? I don't know how to look after myself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, like we laugh about it, but it's true. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like going, hey, I'm one step away from needing nappies. You know what I mean? Like, I can't feed myself. Do you know what I mean? That is that is essentially what it what it is because and that's I think that's why there's embarrassment that comes with it. It's like, you know, I'm existing in a world where everybody else seems to know what they're doing and I fundamentally don't. You know? <laughs> it's just the one area of our lives that we we haven't got control over. Yeah. However, that is past tense, but that is past it, tense. It is. It is this um we have created this area of our life to, to rule everything yeah. in this life, in our life. Um, and we've gone so, like most people, gone so far away from what the true meaning of health and, well, health and wellness is. Yeah. It, we have just abused, like... Yeah. We, we've abused... We've just gone, here's, here's a quick fix. This will make me feel good. It's a yeah. chocolate bar. Oh, I wish I didn't eat that. Yeah. But it's not, you know what, I think the biggest challenge that I've found mm -hmm. is, is the emotional um, self-sabotage that, I, that I do and that I've done because I, I know how to be healthy. Like personally, oh, I know how to be healthy. And most people do. Yeah. Yeah. And they know what's right for their body and they know when they feel like crap. It's just their emotion or whatever is underneath that is what's fueling them. There's always a secondary gain. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for me to even ask for support in this area, it was like, oh my God, I'm, de I'm admitting defeat. Well, that's what I think I told you. <laughs> I think I told you on the second day I said, like, I feel like I had to come out as fat. You know, like, yeah. as if people don't know, it was like, I want to come out, um, I'm fat, you know? So everyone's looking at me going like, yeah, we knew. <laughs> You know, and you're like, yeah, but I'm saying it now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, we've got permission to talk about exactly. it. Exactly. I'm saying it now. Yeah. I'm at terms with this. Yeah. And that's, it is, it's a big thing to say. Because, it's an admitting. You know, absolutely. It's, yeah. There's actually, there's something that you touched on really briefly before that I want to ask you about, which yeah. is, um, what do you think of the word fat? <sighs> Good question. I think that fat is just a label. Yeah. It's just another way, a way for people to identify with somebody. Yeah. I don't think that it is... It, it has whatever meaning we want to put on it. Do you find it offensive? Yes and no now. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because there's people out there who are normalising it. 
Yeah. Um, just like, you know, there were lots of different words in the past that now don't really have much offence, you mm. know, because it's just so out there. Yeah. Um, but I think it hurts more when, number one, it's not true, if it's not true, <laughs> yeah. um, and someone's just being mean, or two, when you haven't yet admitted to yourself that you are. Yeah. I think everything's about intention. Like, mm. something might not hurt if it, if it never was meant to hurt, you know what I mean? That's true, um, yeah. And I think that's a big element of it for me. I used to spend a lot of time, I hated the word, and it's parts of me still do, but there's another sort of big part of me that goes... Um, you know what? It's a it's a word. It's identifiable. It's it's just a description. Yeah. You know, it it doesn't. Define I would be you. I would be more offended if somebody called me lazy. You know, and if that's mm. the connotation they attach to fat, then I don't have to take that on. Yeah. But to call me lazy when I know that I'm not, I'm also not going to get offended by it really because I go, oh, but you don't understand. Like you don't yeah. know then. You don't mm. know how I operate, and I can see how you might see that mm. because of what I present to the world outwardly. Mm. But you're the person who's misunderstood in that. You know. In totally that it takes a bit of self awareness, I think, to um, to sort of see it like that too. But you know, yeah. I actually, somebody the other day um, really changed my mind about it because. Um, you know, I have this little this little community that I've set up to sort of help each other through. So what's that called? Journey. It's called the Journey with Steph Tisdell. Mm. So it's the Journey underscore Steph Tisdell on Instagram. Yeah. And um, there's a girl in there who's just so amazing. I've never met somebody with so much self awareness. Like the way she talks is so cool. She's got ADD mm-hmm. and she's on the spectrum. And the way she talks is like the way I think or the way that I wish that I could talk with people mm. where she'll say a thought then what she thought of the thought then what she thinks of the th- the, the thinking process in total yep. she's really cool she's really easy to learn from um, and uh, she said that she doesn't mind the word fat anymore because if the only thing that somebody can call you is fat you're doing pretty fucking well yeah. sorry is this a nose wearing thing no it's fine yeah. But you're doing well, mm. you know. Like, if somebody said to me, "I think you're really mean," I would, my heart would break. If somebody said to me, um, "I don't think that you, like, I think that you're um, insensitive mm. or ignorant or unaware," yeah. that would destroy me. If somebody yeah. says you're fat, I'd be like, "No, you're right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's let's not be stupid. Like, yes, yeah. I am fat. Mm. So it's like. When when she said that, it just took the power out of it for me, and it was like, yeah, yeah, far out. Like that that can't even hurt me, you know. Definitely. Oh well, whatever. Yeah, we we allow things to hurt us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and people can't hurt us without our without our permission. That's a great saying, actually. I mm. love that. But it, I think you know, just sharing on what this sort of episode is all about, which is all about sharing about our journey, health and wellness, and everything. Mm. I guess what I I really want to put out there is that it's totally okay to be wherever you're at. Yes, absolutely. There is, you know, just because we're talking about this part of our journey, mm. hey, I've been on many journeys before this. <laughs> yeah. And I just know now that I'm at my end point of like, nah, this is it for me. That's yeah. just the decision I've made to move on with my life. And to live a healthier life. And yeah. to realise that I had a choice. And I just want to point out as well, 
it's okay to think that you don't have a choice in this area because I spent most of my life believing that I didn't have a choice in a lot of things. But you know why? It's because my, I was so caught up in the emotion. It's like someone um, being a, you know, an alcoholic, for example. Yeah. Right? Um, and they're going, I know that drinking alcohol is really not good for me, but I'm going to keep drinking it. Yeah. It's because they know. It's just that their emotion and how they deal with their emotion um, is so... Um, it's such a habit, but it's also the only way that they know how. Exactly. And they feel like they don't have a choice because they feel out of control. Mm. Yeah. And not in for control. Sure. Or maybe alcohol makes them feel in control for a short period of time. Yeah. Similar to us in that way. Do you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Like the emotion. It's not like... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm... Do you understand um, what I'm trying to say? I do. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I think it's like... Um, I think I... Did I say it on the podcast or if we were just talking before about... It's hard to get used to my anxiety going down um, because you get used to it and there are some things that we know aren't good for us and you know I, I remember actually I, I want to share this with you because I just think this is funny you know when you when you're going through the darkest days and somebody says just just don't you just just don't worry about it just don't care so much mm. and you go yeah well the easy said right yeah. actually that is literally how easy it is. It's just the journey to get to the point where you accept that is so long. Boom. Like, do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, it's the same with food. It's like, just eat healthier. Just reduce your calories. Yeah. Don't eat so much sugar. Yeah. Just say no sometimes. You're like, yeah, duh. And then you're like, well, no, that is actually what it is. But, like, the, the journey to accept it is so long. Yeah. Because you have to go, okay, yes, I will tell you okay, I need help, that's mm -hmm. really hard. Yeah. And you go, all right, yes, I'm fat. Um, all right, I've come out. And then there's also this extra where you go, it doesn't define me. Because I think there's a really long period when you're, when you're fat. Once you've been fat for a certain amount of time, you go, no, you don't get to tell me how I'm supposed to be. It's like rebellion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I used to have this joke about, um, you know, most people's rebellion was sex, drugs and rock and roll. Mine was... Chicky nugs, Tex Mex, and sausage rolls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because it was just like I knew it was wrong. It wasn't what my family was into, um, and it was my secret. It was my yeah. Look what I can do with my freedom. And it's like why? Mm. You know the things that we're running away from, or that yeah. we run to. You know what I mean? So I think there's like a I think there's a, a journey that you have to take before you can take the next step. And I think that's Absolutely. what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well explained. Um, and it's not just people that are um, overweight either, you know. Mm. This journey is for people who also, like, you know, who suffer from anorexia. And, yep. um, you know, it's people who suffer from eating disorders. Like, it's that addictive, um, uh, emotional... Like it's 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 like a stuck feeling. It's like you're just going around and around and around and around, and it's all feel of shame and mm -hmm. guilt. And and some people don't even know how to intellectualize it. So yep. that's also one reason why I wanted to sort of talk as well. You just know, sort of like mm. you're a professional in this field, so professional. I wanna, so yeah. wanna, well, you know, I, just, I, I do help people with self awareness. Yeah, and I wanna I wanna ask you this question because yeah. I've often felt like this is a a real thing, and I haven't really been able to express to somebody really before mm. but I remember feeling really 
depressed in my past and I'm, I'm a lot better now. And depression is the worst place for me. I'm, I'm fine to be anxious. I don't like the feeling of depression. I mean, obviously, like, mm. nobody does. Um, but you get really comfortable in it mm-hmm. and you just go, this is the easiest thing to do. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that's part of, that's like the first step of the journey is going, this is easy, yeah. but what's right? And, and there's so mm. often very different answers. Well, not right, but correct or the best, you know? Mm. And um, I, I don't know whether it's just society. I don't know if it's, if it's the fact that the way that the human brain is wired uh, towards, um, you know, evolutionarily wanting to find the easiest way to do something to reduce time. Now, do you know what the actual brain's function is? What? The actual function is to keep us alive. Yes. And to, help, to keep us, you know, surviving and mm. keeping us protected. But what so, I'm saying is the the idea of like you know technology is born from what is it boredom, haughtiness um, oh, yeah. or laziness. Mm-hmm. That's what they say, right? So like, if that's if those are the things that like sort of run the the way that we evolve through like as humans and through our own lives, I wonder if there's an element of that to. I don't know how I just got lost a little bit, but do you know what I mean? Like. I wonder if there's an element to that of like, okay, well, easy is good then because it's safe, you know? Mm. Like, I think it's all to do with conditioning because, mm. I mean, ultimately, I believe we, we are love. You know, that's what our yeah. truth, that's what our, we come from love and we, we are love at the deep core of us. Yeah. And then we've got this human component to us, which is all about survival and yeah. keeping us protected. Mm. And I think this world is definitely being more in a fear-based. We're definitely more in a fear-based world. Yeah. We, we are a love-based world. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, when it comes to greed and intention and why businesses do what they do and, you know, all of that sort of stuff, it's, I don't think... I'm not saying it, there's a huge component of love in that, right? And it's becoming more that way yeah. now than ever before. But previous to that, it was all about money. It was all and about money's greed. all about, but 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 greed yeah. and money is all about security as well. Yeah, but you it's know? it's all about and the fear of losing something, mm. fear of deprivation. Yeah. If you've been rich, you want to stay rich. Mm. If you've been poor, you will you will cope. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? A ri- like I, I think that that's I think it's it's that element too. Is we don't want to lose what we've got if we find it evolutionarily. Mm. Um, beneficial, I guess, and in a lot of ways, money is beneficial. Yeah. And so the idea of losing it is to lose some sort of sense of freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. You know, the I loved I loved that um, uh, acting out of fear versus acting out of love. With this amazing spiritual friend of mine um, from TI, and he's just the most beautiful, gentle soul. And he often spoke about that. I want to make sure that more of my actions are out of love than they are out of fear. And I look at a lot of... I always try and judge my, my life by that now. Am I acting out of fear or am I acting out of love? Mm. And this is such a weird thing to say, but this is the, 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 the um, thing that jumps into my head about it is, is this. Um, I one time saw a spider. I was having a shower and there was a spider in the shower. And I, lo- I looked at it and I was like, oh, cute. Like, I love this little spider. I don't want it to get wet. And so I, like, rescued it, you know. And I was standing with that little... I was watching it everywhere. It's running around my feet. I'm getting changed. I'm getting nervous. Like, don't let me step on you. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know. It's just running around my feet. And I accidentally stood on it. 
and it died. And I cried, like I felt so guilty. Oh. It was so bad, and I was like, I just befriended that. And I wanted to save it like it came from love. The outcome was still that it died, but the way I felt about it afterwards was kind of like, I loved that, or that was a nice moment with that spider. But then I remembered, my mum loves to tease, right? And she loves watching me get panicked. It's very not nice, but she goes, um, I, I got bitten by a spider, or there was a spider near me, and she went, yeah, that's one of them real poisonous white tip spiders, they cause some necrosis on the skin, look it up. And I Googled it, and I was like, oh my God, it's gonna eat away at my skin. And I got real scared, and I forcefully fucking killed that spider. Like, just the amount of rage and fear in me, the way I killed it. And I cried, and I went, I can't believe I just did that. Like, I just rage killed it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I rage killed a little spider. Like, yeah. I'm gonna get you before you get me, it was like, and the way mm. I felt about it afterwards, I still feel guilty about that, you yeah. know? And it's like one I acted out of love and one I acted out of fear and they had the same result, mm. but one felt very different yeah. than the other one. Yeah. It's like just as simple as that little spider mm. story, it does matter how you... Intent, your intention. Yeah, your intention and what you put out I think intention world. is everything, absolutely everything. Yeah. Like what you send out to the universe um, comes back to you tenfolds. Absolutely. Uh, whether it's come from, yeah, fear or not. Yeah. But um, based on that topic, what you're talking about with that, that was interesting because... So we were talking about the brain before and going back to this whole wellness and weight topic. Mm. Um, where were we? You See, you do this to me. You I'm, sorry. To me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um... So yeah, I mean, going back to what this is all about, I guess, ultimately, when you're at a point where you can admit to yourself that you need help yeah. or that you need to change your life, when you realise that you no longer want your emotions to, to, to run the show mm. um, and that you don't want your mind to take over <laughs> yeah. anymore and, and take the front seat. Um, you then start to realise that it's it's a way of life, it's a lifestyle change. It's not has nothing to do with your self worth. Yeah. It has nothing to do with what you look like mm -hmm. and the way that people perceive you. And got... true true wellness is um, wanting to nourish and feed your brain. Yeah. You know, there's so much we don't know about the brain and it's the it's so amazing at what it does to keep us alive. And I think the most the thing that we can do to show it the most love and gratitude is feed it the right stuff. Yeah. And, and we don't because uh, there's also chemicals and hormones and stuff that we we get, we crave and, and you know, like my, so my big thing is uh, sugar. Sugar's a huge problem for me. So um, I was addicted to iced coffees and I was having between four and five 750 mil bottles mm. of iced coffee every day. Wow. And I had... I was in complete denial. I was going, oh, you, you know, it's full of sugar. No, I didn't care, didn't notice. Um, and didn't want to care or notice because it allowed me to stay in my safe little bubble where I didn't have to be seen eating. Nobody had to see me. It tasted good. I could just drink it, so I felt like I wasn't doing as much damage. I would just drink it, forget about it. It eased my appetite um, and made me feel awake mm -hmm. because it was full of sugar. But actually, I was just you know, feeding that little part of me. And meanwhile, my body was turning to crap. And my 
guts didn't work as well as they should have and um, I was sluggish and tired and moving was difficult and we have this amazing little brain and we're just a little vessel after yeah. all you know yeah. and our vessel needs to be well so our soul can really yeah. come through I think wellness is just about that it's about nourishment mm. and I think once you understand it's about nourishment and nutrition it doesn't it doesn't equate with your self-worth anymore yeah because you go okay well I haven't been nourishing or nurturing myself well this is this is nice you know it's like a nice journey to take instead of a, a scary one I guess mm, absolutely yeah. and to, to meet people that are gonna I think support's a huge one as well massive because it's not really about the nutrition and the food when you sorry it is about that don't get me wrong what I'm saying is that it really is once you're over the mental barrier yeah it it's the mental barrier that you have to get past the fear of deprivation is a big mm. one and self-sabotage it's like you're yeah. worth it. you are worth it yeah you're worth making the change and you're worth feeling good in your skin and making your body feel good yeah um yeah like i i um i haven't been successful with it but uh, at the same time as this, I was listening to a book on quitting smoking, which I didn't finish, which is why I think I probably wasn't successful on it because it was a yeah. struggle. Uh, yeah, but I will yeah. definitely. Um, but one thing that it kind of said is this: is this, um, you know, this idea of uh, you you feel shame about it, and so it feels like it's your secret, it's your thing. Yep. And it's your thing that nobody can take away from you mm -hmm. because, well, you've got shame about it, but, but it's, it's your comfort, you know? And I think we get like that in our weight as well. And a big moment for me was when I was seeing a food psychologist and we kind of, you know, did all those questions, but you go back to your childhood and when did you start putting on weight and stuff like that. And I think uh, it started for me as a way to hide myself from the world and escape somewhere and be... Um, to eat food that was really all about making me feel better in the moment and I didn't care about the consequences of my future because I never really yeah. cared about my future yeah. um, I didn't like myself enough to want a good future for myself mm. and um, talk about that the other day mm, and, uh, and it was interesting my, my site kind of said to me so when you look at your weight do you see it as your your you know sort of safety blanket or, or security you know like your cape your superpower mm. sort of thing and I was like I think I used to I think for a long time I would tell people well I don't want to be thin I don't want to be thin because I don't want people to look at me and ever be able to make a decision based on what I look like they have to get to mm. know me when I'm fat so this is the thing that I did too I went well if I'm because I had a massive thing about around like being worthy and loved. Yeah. Um, yep. Love me the size I am, and I'll prove to you that you have to love me in whatever size I am. Absolutely. So therefore, I'll get fat. Now, I'm not saying that I made that conscious decision. Yes. It's a completely subconscious decision. Absolutely. Um, and not just you know anyone who makes any decision about when it, that involves food. Yeah. You know, it's um, there's generally a massive underlying reason and a lot of I know that I wouldn't do if I loved myself enough and when I say that I mean if I truly knew my worth as a human being and how much I deserve my own love and attention mm. I wouldn't have gotten to the size that no, I got definitely to not. 
but has this as a, as a point that we kind of ended up coming to with yeah. my site was um, how do you feel about your weight now? And I went, well, now I feel like everyone can see my neglect, my negligence, my self-loathing. And the one thing that was meant to be seen as the strength that kept the world away from me is now the world, like now the world can see every moment that I felt weak, every moment that I have not been able to face... That's big. That I've, yeah, that I've chosen to eat instead of talk, mm. you know, and be real. And it's like... I think once I saw it like that, I went, well, I need to get rid of that now because I don't, I don't want that to be my legacy. I don't want that to be, not my legacy, but, you know, like what I pass on or what, or what people see anymore. I'm, like you said, you, you're that. like, you're, you're a role model in a lot of ways and like you mentioned, you... Well, like I say, roles model <laughs> on account of all my roles. Oh my God, stop. I have merch, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Buy my merch. But, no, but really, yeah. like you say that you like you came to the realization that you're wanting to be a role model. Yeah. And and you're like, so what did you say? I said, like, well, like, you know, I I so everything that I do, and I don't want this to sound silly, but because it's the truth, everything I do, I want to up uplift my community. Yeah. I want to make a difference for Aboriginal people, and make a difference for, you know, how we're perceived and all those sorts of things. And it's, it's funny because one thing that I, I often talk about is the, the age gap. And it's a very, 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 very real thing in terms of I can't think of many of my family members who live much past 70. And 70 is considered you know, young these days. Most people live into, well into their 80s. Mm. Um, and uh, most, of them, most of the people that I know in my life sort of die in their 50s and 60s. And, um, and here I am sort of preaching about, you know, wanting to make a difference for my people. And I'm every single statistic. You know, I'm a, uh, I'm a smoker, I'm morbidly obese, I, um, I have too much sugar, I don't take care of myself, I don't exercise. I'm just diabetes and a heart attack waiting, you know, in waiting. I'm a young death in the making. And, you know, I have this joke about... You know, I'm 28, maybe I'm going through a quarter-life crisis and now I'm Aboriginal, it's actually more like a midlife crisis. Um, but it's not got to do with my heritage. It's going to be a midlife crisis because I treat myself like shit. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I just don't want to do that anymore because I want to have a kid yeah. and I really want my little girl. I just feel like I'm going to have a little girl. Aww. You know, I um, I just want my little girl your to... Linger, your little ginger ingenie. Yeah, that's right, a little bit <laughs> I want my little girl, right, to, to grow up and, and to see what it looks like for somebody to, to love themselves so that yeah. she can so that she can love herself. Absolutely. That's what I want. And and to feel good about yourself too, because you yeah. deserve that. For sure. Yeah, no, it's um it's all very interesting and I really appreciate you being on this podcast and sharing your vulnerabilities with the world. Oh, you are so welcome. I like really love you. Okay. I really like you as a person. Yeah, and right I don't know if you. there's anybody you know listening who doesn't know you personally, um, but Rachel is fantastic in every single way. Oh, and, stop. No, but you are though, <laughs> and you're just really somebody worth knowing, you know. So that means uh, I a like lot. I like the way that you talk and the way that you look at the world, and I think a lot of a lot of other people would too. So thank you so much. No, you're so welcome. So welks. So Well, I really hope that you guys got something out of this. Um, I don't. I hope you learned nothing. <laughs> With the full intention that this was done to 
spread awareness and, and to really share the message that you're totally not alone. Um, and uh, yeah, anything else you want to add before we? No, I just, I just, I just love. I'm just putting love out there, you know. Just love it. Some love out there. Love yous. You know? I mean it. I love like everyone. I just love the humans. Yeah. Said like an alien, but I'm, oh. you know, I'm also a fellow human. I love the humans. I've heard of them once. <laughs> no, just big love. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. Thank you so much. No worries. No worries. Bye. Bye.